And we're live, Sean. Well, welcome to the Tuesday Mashup Twos, episode 21, week 21. Uh, how you doing on that side? Where are you, where are you calling us in from tonight, anyways? Undisclosed government location. <laughs> I gotta play close to the chest, man. Uh, uh, alright, alright, fair, enough, fair I'm, enough. I'm pretty stinking far north, I'll tell you that. I uh, I just want the listeners to understand the hoops you're jumping through to make it possible to, you know, bless their ears every Tuesday morning. Well, and to be quite frank with you, the amount of patience that you have shown with the technological limitations of my various geographical locations. Uh, at least tonight, for the, or well, this morning as the listener tunes us in, wherever you're at, I didn't have to look at Two's ugly face today. So, I mean, I mean, you got to take the pluses here, you know? You got you to gotta find the pluses. You got to look for the silver lining. Yeah, we're actually trying out a new uh, recording software suite called Riverside. So, it records our audio and video in separately so it doesn't get lost over the interwebs like Zoom would. And it's actually got an option to live stream on social media. So we're looking at the idea of possibly doing a live stream on something like Twitter, for example. Yeah, that yeah could I don't be, know if that would that be, could be interesting that, to anybody or not. That can be fun if Twos ever gets out of these government locations where he's not allowed to broadcast. From. Yeah. <laughs> well, regardless, let's well, fire it up today and let's see let's see how we do Twos. All right, here here we go. All right, here 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 we go. Timer starting let's start with the great theme song debate okay uh i threw twos a song and i don't know are we sharing this song do we, do we have a clip of this song probably don't even have it and the argument is you're gonna three you're gonna spring this on me now i could have easily had a clip for this ready but you you've got to mention it before we start recording sean i just thought any uh you know co-host would be uh, you know would think had the forethought to be like we probably should have a little piece of the song ready so they could be like, oh, I wonder what the song is. Instead, we're going to leave them in anticipation. That's even better. The question is, for the first time we play it, do you play all minute and like 45 seconds of it or just 15 seconds of it? That's the question. I say, let the people hear it. I say, let them hear all of it and enjoy it. Who knows? They might want every, every Tuesday to have all minute and 45 twos because they could just soak it in. Jesus Christ, are we radio DJs? Like, we're we're here to just I don't, talk shit about what's going on in the world. Oh, no. Just, okay, starting now, this is the No Swears episode. <laughs> By the way, starting now, we're no longer swearing. <laughs> this is this is the No Swears episode. Where's I knew there was something we needed to start. <laughs> there was something we needed to mention before we started the actual episode. And I was like, what is it that we were going to say? And I totally blanked on it. He goes into the no swear episode and drops it like six times. Oh, we didn't I, even announce. Okay, from now on, no swears. No swears. No swears. So are you saying 15 seconds, that's it? I'm saying we just include it just organically as part of the show. Blah, blah, blah. Here's our 15-second clip of this absolute banger that Sean tracked down. Rather than try and be DJs at some winnipeg radio station i'm gonna let i tell you what and i'm gonna give the audience uh benefit of the doubt we're gonna throw it a twitter poll we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let the text line say their their say and, and go from there that's that's what i'm saying all right uh ucp leaders unite against sovereignty did you see the uh the the uh, what was it press conference is that what we're calling it kind of in the it, shady it was part a of press a hotel? conference was it not 
I don't know. It felt like it was from the basement of somebody's mom's house. Like oh, I was just really? like, what is going on? Here? You're going to complain about people doing things from shady parts of hotels after the summer we had? <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm not running to be premier of Alberta, dude. You should. It'd be fun. <laughs> maybe. Maybe maybe I could. You know, maybe, maybe someday. Who knows? Anyways, mm-hmm. Taves. So, who was it? Taves, Sonny, uh, Gene, and, and a here. here, yeah, all all came out talking uh, against Daniel Smith's um, sovereignty act, saying you know a whole swath of different things. I did think mm-hmm. it was very noticeable that Todd Lowen didn't show up and Rebecca Schultz. I I tell you what, th- yep. I thought that was veteran moves by those two not to show up. In my opinion, absolutely. Well, the funny thing about it is, is that Danielle Smith has some very real pushback that she's given them in terms of saying. How can you criticize it before you've actually seen it? This is like when you're trying to give food to a toddler and they say, I don't like this. And you say, well, when was the last time you had it? Well, I just know that I don't like it. And if you're acting the same way as a toddler would in politics, maybe the UCP isn't for you. Maybe you should actually run for that empty seat for head of the Liberal Party in Alberta. Or the head of the Green Party? Oh, I'm skipping. I'm skipping a couple. No, no, no we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. <laughs> oh man, I'm enjoying this uh, episode. Oh, shoot. oh no, no, no! Oh God, God! It changed the volume. It reset the volume. Oh no! This is a. Uh, you know, we I'm can't gonna see... stay away from that. This is. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> oh, okay, like... we'll figure that out for next week. They're going to think we've both been been smoking the dope on this episode or something. We're, we're giggly tonight and everything else. Arrive Can App is a marathon of stupidity. Can we talk about the stupidity that's going on with the Arrive Can App? I mean, obviously, we're going to. The, that's, the mar- that's kind of what we do here. Yes. <laughs> yes, Sean. The, we will talk the, about it. What's the marathon that's going to cross the bridge and come back? What, what's it called? So there is a marathon in Detroit which many people will know as the home of Eminem and lots of dilapidated houses. And the marathon is going to go very briefly into Windsor, which is just across the bridge. True story. Minutes. If you want to take the tunnel from Detroit to Windsor, no, it's the 222. Of course it is. Anyway, I think they're just running along the surface. Well, yeah. I, why else would I bring it up? Anyway... Canada is requiring these people who are just jogging through. They're just kind of just ducking in real quick and ducking back out again to have the Arrive Can app, to have uh, a negative COVID test, and to be completely up to date with their shots, which changes from day to day. So I don't even know how many it is. But they have all that to run the Detroit Marathon, despite the fact that you've got to have the Arrive Can app. How many of them are even going to have their phones on them? They're going to be dealing with chafed nipples. Can I say nipples this episode? Is that sure? That isn't a swear. But like, since yeah, when is got, nipples a swear? I don't know. Where are we drawing the line on this? <laughs> Can I say that our prime minister is a rooster slurper? Right. So anyway, these people did. <laughs> Dealing with band-aids on their nipples have to have the Arrive Can app on their phones despite the fact that they're not even going to have their phones on them when they're crossing in and out of Canada. So, oh, man, that was good. Detroit Free Press Marathon, okay? That's that's what it's actually called. It's uh, to cross in the Canada-U.S. borders, runners must carry a Western Hemisphere Travel Initiative 
documents such as a passport, enhanced driver's license or Nexus card, a digital or paper copy of their proof of vaccination, and a digital or paper copy of their arrived can receipt. Negative COVID-19 tests will not be accepted as alternatives for proof of vaccination or arrived can. You can't make this shit up. And they tried to be like, well, we're literally just running down the bridge and back, like for 20 minutes, less than that. And they're like, no, you need to have a ride cab. This is this is a great story. This is this is utter stupidity, but it's a great story, too. Well, I mean, that's kind of our thing, right? I, it, it's funny. Like, you know, we don't just handpick these. We don't go way back. This is just the weekly news. And this is what happens on a weekly basis in this glorious country that may or may not be better off with Alberta separating. Oh, I need, I really need my buzzer figured out. <laughs> Pulyev uh, wins by a nose. Yeah, I mean, it was really close. Yes, it was. Very, so 338, very close. 338 ridings in Canada. He won 330 of them for a total of 68% of the popular conservative vote. And Jean Charest only had 16 Correct. Oh, we can't see each other, so I'm wondering if you're going to say something, and you're probably wondering if I'm going to say something. Well, uh, Jean Charest has already announced that he's going to go back to the private sector. It's interesting. Like, the guy was just a tourist from the start, and that just cements it. I just don't understand why he ran. Like, it, he had he, at no point uh, he thought he was going to win, did he? Or did he think, or, or was he that narcissistic to think, maybe I have a shot? <laughs> Oh, really? Uh, politician in Canada from Quebec, of all places? You're wondering if he has a bit of narcissism? Hmm. Is, are there any other French politicians in Canada that seem to have an overdose of narcissism with them? Maybe a, a rooster slurper we're all thinking of by chance? Green party circles a green drain and is falling into a green hole. Green party of Canada, uh, Lorraine Reckmans. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, she mm-hmm. said, yep. there is no vision for a better future. Yeah, only so an effort to look back and settle old scores. By the president pet. of... Yes, I realize. I'm trying to explain it, Toos. I'm trying. But of oh, course, no. we got, cut we have a, we oh, got a little audio lag, don't we? And the, uh, the audience is going, yep. what are these two yahoos doing? Well, Tooze is in a up north government protocol place. We mentioned the Green Party, and it lagged us. That's, what, that's what's happening here. She said, and yep. I quote, Lorraine Mac- Reckmans, after one year of working at this for more than 40 hours per week as a volunteer, I'm, exhaust- I'm exhausted and my optimism has died. The Green Party is sinking fast. Yeah, it's almost as though they're running on wind and solar, Sean. <laughs> So, I mean, this whole thing came to a head when, not not a word of a lie, this whole thing came to a head when she accidentally misgendered one of the running candidates for leadership, who is a, according to the article in National Newswatch, a non-binary transgender. Look, if you are trans, if you're non-binary, you're automatically transgender according to the rules as they are today, which might be different tomorrow. We'll see. We're airing this in 12 hours. It might be outdated by then. But for the time being, if you're non-binary, you're automatically transgender. 
But anyway, uh, she <laughs> accidentally misgendered this person, and it all came to a head, and this is just bringing about the fall of this House of Cards, which is the Green Party, which is based on a House of Cards, which is green energy. And wow, that's... They, you they're just, just, you yeah. just tied that into a nice bow. I'm not going to lie. That was a nice bow. Okay, well, give me the buzzer. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, mass murderer lives by the sword and then dies unexpectedly. What were your thoughts on this? Because he gets taken into police custody. After he's taken into police custody, uh, he dies unexpectedly. I don't know why there's so much uh, Mendocino comes out. We're going to have to take a look at that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, everybody just forget that he just killed like 10 people or helped kill 10 people at any point. 11, we- counting his brother, yeah. Sure. Um, Supposedly. Uh, allegedly. I mean, there, he's not going to sue us for for defamation or anything at this point. So we can kind of say whatever we want, I guess, but we should try and be truthful. And sure. so, yeah, he gets arrested and then Epstein's himself. Maybe. I don't know. Why do these people keep trying to give us conspiracy theories rather than just be tight lipped about it? Just say, yeah, uh, he suddenly died of two gunshots to the back of the head. Or whatever happened, he hung himself with the seatbelt. I don't know. I I have no idea. But when all of a sudden you've got this manhunt going on and he shouldn't have been released, because that's one of the things that came out this week, is that he was very high risk for domestic abuse and for violence associated with drugs and alcohol if he was to be released. And they said, we're going to release him anyway. Sean, this is literally peak liberal. Somebody looked at this guy and said, yeah, if we let him out, he's almost for sure going to hurt somebody. And because he's First Nations and people, for whatever reason, like to commit crimes against their fellow compadres, so the people he's going to be hurting will almost assuredly be First Nations. And it's probably going to happen if we let him out, but if we don't let him out, Somebody might call us a racist, and that's not a chance we're willing to take. And uh, to further uh, just uh, elaborate on what Tuz is talking about, uh, he was 31 years old, had a total of 59 criminal convictions, anywhere from drunk driving, uh, drug possession, assault, robbery, and uh, had been in and out of the you know um, prison system. And he'd had um, different charges involving domestic violence, and, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say, Tuz, other than I think, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's too bad that they get him. And in the course of wherever they go, uh, he passes away, right? Not, not that he passed away. No, there's just the RCMP can't come out and say, like, he ingested something, you know, or he inflicted a wound on himself that we missed. I have no friggin' clue. I, I, I don't like the, the conspiracy theory system that the RCMP did something wrong because, I mean, at that point, you got a guy who possibly has killed 11 people uh, sitting mm-hmm. there. They're going to have their protocols and everything else to go through while they're sitting there waiting for him to get out of the vehicle or get in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. You get the point. And so the, the problem we got is they're not allowed to talk about it. I mean... Unless you're, you know, uh, a different side of the uh, country where your name is lucky and getting forced by the pre, uh, prime minister, among others, to talk about certain things. Um, of course, 
you're not supposed to talk about it. So we actually will have no clue for how long. How long is it going to take for the internal investigation on this sucker? By that time, it'll be long gone. And it'll come back around on our radar, and we will talk about it again because that's what we'll do here. But we're going to have to wait how many months, or is it going to be a year? I have no idea to find out exactly what happened. The Nova Scotia one just got delayed by another four months after what we talked about last week. And people in... In politics, like Melanie Jolie has no idea what's going on. She called it a shooting the other day in in a press conference. It was a knife shooting. It was the most horrible knife shooting anybody. Like, these people have no idea and no accountability. This is like, have you ever worked at a job where someone's given a position of relative authority and they have no idea how to manage the people under them or work the equipment they're using or whatever it is. And it's just immediately obvious. We see this week after week with the liberals and the government institutions. Here's the thing is the RCMP, if they wanted to clear things up, it would be really easy. They just need to do a press conference, you know, like the one Brenda Lucky tried to pressure them into doing after Nova Scotia. They just have to say, just give a little bit of details because if they give no details, the knee-jerk reaction is going to be, why did this guy get killed? Maybe it's a conspiracy theory, because the RCMP hasn't been on the up and up on everything lately. Maybe this is just one more thing, and it's a fair question to ask. But honestly, with the track record of conspiracy theorists in the world for the past three years, why would you just open the door to another one? Just give us some closure on something for once. Is it too much to ask? Okay, Trudeau obviously has yep. diabetes. We missed one. Emergency. We got to talk about what happened. Oh, in Canadian Canadian healthcare. My apologies. Yeah. My apologies. Canadian healthcare. It's time to throw out all the babies and all the bathwater. Lady gets raped, goes to the emergency room after talking to the police, and they say, uh, "Come back in the morning. Uh, we don't have anybody here that can help you. Uh, don't shower. Try not to pee." Uh, try and preserve all the evidence. We'll see you in the morning. Don't even change your clothes. Yeah. I, 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 what can a guy say at this point? What can a guy say to that? Like this is this is just just think about this for a second. You just got raped, and they're telling you to not shower off all of the unmentionables because this is a clean episode stuff. Just keep that on you. Keep that that smell on you. Keep like just just deal with it for the next twelve hours, and we'll have somebody just do some samples later on. This is our public health care system. This is our justice system. This is where they meet. This is where the rubber meets the road, and this is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I, I'm I'm shocked. Uh, you know, like <clears throat> coming from the oil field. And, uh, and, you know, working shift work or, or being on call, that type of thing. You get a call at two in the morning, go back to work. I understand the, uh, uh, like, oh man, I got to go into work. Oh, and, 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 or maybe I can wait till morning or whatever. But when it comes to this, I just assume, and I could be wrong on this. I, you know, I should probably talk to some nurses, uh, because they probably elaborate a little bit, but I assume every night somebody's saying they got raped and coming to uh, the emergency room isn't like standard operation. I assume that's pretty rare. Um, so when that happens, even if you're off shift and you're the one that has to come in, I feel like you'd be like, holy shit. Yeah, I'll be in. And I'll be in. And I'll be in. Like, I'm on my way. Yeah. Instead, it's like it's it's kind of like that mentality of, of uh, that you've 
you've kind of seen in different occupations where it's like two in the morning. Ah, I can wait till seven. Just just hang out. We'll be there. Meanwhile, you know, um, you're in the middle of some uh, I can't even say it because I, the clean episode. You get the point. Anyways, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't understand this, twos. This was a tough one to read. I hope this is like beyond an anomaly, which I assume it is. And uh, I hope to never read another story like this. Honestly, just nobody should read this, but everybody should read this. And CBC picked it up and it's, you're going to be really few and far between finding me saying you should read something from the CBC in a positive way. But this isn't like, it's positive that they covered it, but it's obviously, I don't know. I hope that's clear. Yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough thing to read, but it's surprising in that it's CBC who wrote it. Uh, I get what you're saying. All right, Trudeau obviously has diabetes. The food bills at the the manor that is the Trudeau home are off the charts, uh, as high as ten thousand dollars per month on average. I think they said somewhere over seven grand. What did you think of that story? And what do you think he's eating? Honestly, it's a bag of Richards, but um, yeah. This I I just I find it absolutely amazing that this guy spends so much time flying around, getting food and booze on flights, and going from he was just in Vancouver with the Liberals for uh, a convention they had on affordability, and then they flew to St Andrews, New Brunswick, which is four thousand six hundred and eleven kilometers away from Vancouver, for another conference, and. The irony completely eludes these people, right? But this guy is all (laughs) over the map. He's never at home. When is he at home to eat $22,000 worth of food in two months? This is is the hotel shampoo stuff all over again, right? Like, if you're not paying for it, you're just going to be like, yeah, just buy whatever. Like, I'm sure that they have just a standing order to keep that fridge absolutely stocked just in case he shows up. And if anything's a day or two old, it just gets thrown out. It just gets tossed. Nothing probably goes to the food bank or anything like that. It's just garbage. And he's obviously not shopping at no frills or something like that. Inflation doesn't affect this guy because this isn't just out of his pocket. This is out of our pockets that pays for this. I I would love to just sit and talk to like one of the maids or the chef and just hear the stories of in there, you know, because it's got to be pretty like, Absolutely boring to absolutely off the the moon. Uh, what happens in that place? Because for like you say, for a good chunk of time, right, he's nowhere there. Like he's not he's not yeah. there. And then when he is there, I assume it uh, it it adds for a little bit of uh, oh I don't know dinner conversation so to speak or or cooking in the background, uh, looking at what's going on outside, being like holy sh- shikes. I almost dropped it too, twos. We're so close to the end. We're so close. Let's talk about a seven-year-old boy. Just real quick. Just $300 a day. Just just go to a grocery store. Go to, you know, you go to Sobeys, whatever. Walk in there and say, if I was going to plan out breakfast, lunch, and dinner, throw in a couple snacks, how could I possibly spend $300 today on just myself and my family? Go on to your next thing. Well, I almost dropped the S bomb, and I, that was close. I've, I've been, I've almost, I think I've been perfect. Maybe I've been wrong. Maybe I slipped one in there. I don't know. Here we go. Final if you one. Did, I missed it. Final one. A seven-year-old boy. Here's a happy thought for you. Who once believed corn was not real, 
was officially named South Dakota's Corn Ambassador by Governor Christy Nome. Okay, so I so first off, Christy Nome is an absolute beauty. She's like the Selma Hayek of politics. Yeah, she's it's a bomb. Wonderful. Show. She's a bomb. Oh, show. and just so smart, whip smart. Oh, and that beautiful dark hair. Ugh. Anyway, that's my celebrity crush right there. So we all know what twos will be doing tonight up north. Sleeping. It's been a long day, but yes. Okay, fair. <laughs> wow, this is the clean episode, Sean. This this is the clean says, episode. Says says the guy who keeps dropping rooster. What was it? Rooster slurper. Oh yeah, clean episode. Rooster slurper. Anyways, carry on. Oh, okay, I just my big question with this is if this kid didn't think corn was real. What did he think was in his poop? I don't know. I just love how he ends the the entire interview with "Have a cornfastic day, corntastic day, cornfastic, corntastic day." And the guy interviewing him almost upchucks his entire meal, laughing so hard because he loves it. And then the kid's like, "What? It's just a play on words. It's just a pun, you know? Corntastic. Yeah. Have a corntastic day. Twos have a corntastic Tuesday. Twenty-one done. I can't see your face." But uh, I think we made it's it. It's gorgeous. We we almost made it through without you uh, swearing like a sailor. We did a very novel attempt, and I think that that, at the end of the day, is what's important. We get participation ribbons, and if living under a liberal government has taught me anything, is that there's no higher calling. That's right. Okay. You, sir, have a great week, and next week is 222 on the... Or the 22nd Tuesday mashup. She's almost said the Tuesday. Anyways, you get the point. We'll catch you next week, yes. folks. All right. See ya.